Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday on a Tuesday after a Lakers game. Alex Padilla, Alex Regla with you guys. Lakers go down today, 116-102 to the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. Alex, a little encouraging until the fourth quarter. Yeah, and even like the fourth quarter had some some moments, but yeah, yeah, uh, tough loss. Yeah, so obviously the big news today is that Anthony Davis played a total of eight minutes, scored one point, and left the game with flu-like symptoms, did not return. Uh, I immediately tweeted, is is the NBA still testing for COVID? Because that's a there was like a hardcore, he ain't coming back. So I'm wondering, I don't know, we, we don't have an update yet. The game just went final about five minutes ago. But uh, what was your thoughts on Anthony Davis? Yeah, I mean, it was a bit surprising when he, he left because I didn't see an injury occur. And I think everybody on the timeline tonight was like, did you – day one catch what happened to ad did he mm-hmm. pull something did he fall there's nothing like that so and we didn't get an update until i think it was like a couple minutes into the second quarter mm-hmm. so that's what like really made me a bit concerned um but yeah i guess he was sick and i guess i forget who it was someone said before the game or going into the game that he was already kind of feeling under the weather mm-hmm. he was gonna try toughing it out so not sure what happened in the locker room yeah. uh that that kept him out but yeah thankfully you know hopefully he's okay with whatever he's dealing with but thankfully it's nothing uh that will keep him out too long hopefully that's why i asked about the covid thing um mm-hmm. because you know one game it, it's understandable people get sick whatever happens but they're in the middle of this tough road trip you know they head to toronto then philly detroit and then uh tuesday against boston and they have a few days off but, you know, they're playing every other day for the next week. So you're, you're hopeful that it's not a COVID situation. And I know people are like, COVID? I'm like, yeah, it's coming back. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just hopeful it's not that. Obviously, we'll keep an eye out on Twitter to see if there are any updates. But yeah, Anthony Davis, who's been freaking ridiculous. You know, like just absolutely ridiculous. We haven't had a chance to talk about it because we've been off since Tuesday. He has been amazing. He's been playing 55-point game last game, 44, the day, the, the game before against Milwaukee, where we both, I think we both said they ha- they, there's no way they're going to go 3-1. and one. And they went 3-1. and one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think I said 1-3. and three, And they ended up beating Portland, beating Milwaukee, beating Washington. And tonight, if they had AD, and if they could, if they could have made like three more threes, who knows, even if they didn't have AD. If they just would have made like three or four more wide open threes, this game might have been different. But yeah, it's a big blow when you lose AD. But they showed a lot of fight. They did. And um, just a quick update. I guess Darvin Ham uh, just told reporters that Anthony Davis had a fever of over 101 degrees. Um, so I'm not sure how he got cleared uh, to play. Um Again, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully it's nothing too, too serious. But yeah, like you said, the timing of the, of this isn't great. They're like they're about to play and play a lot. They have a back to back tomorrow in Toronto. Um, it's gonna be tough. And like they play against some lanky teams. Like Toronto is nothing but arms and legs. Like that's their entire roster: six foot eight, 
and above guys. That's all they got. Um, you need a guy like AD, like we saw tonight, how much not having him matters against these big teams like a Jared Allen or um, Evan Mobley. Like you're going to need, you're going to need AD every night, but especially against these types of teams. Do you have flashbacks to the uh, Phoenix Sun series in the playoffs today with Jared Allen being playing the DeAndre Ayton and uh, Donovan Mitchell playing the Devin Booker role today? Cause it just gave me hardcore flashbacks. Like, Jared Allen at one point, wasn't he perfect to start the game? Or maybe not perfect, but he finished he today 11 of 14. And I'm pretty sure eight of those, nine of those were dunks. Yeah, he missed like a like a mid-range jumper. He missed kind of a little layup. But like, yeah, he was he was dominating early on, especially once AD left. Um, yeah, it was it was just a it was very evident what Anthony Davis brings to this team defensively as well. I think that's like the biggest noticeable difference when when he got taken out is they just don't really have a guy that could really do anything with any of the bigs. Thomas Bryant, not going to do it. Damian Jones, I mean, come on. So if they just and Wenyan Gabriel's out, he's out for at least a week. That's yep. we haven't got to that yet. So they're the without Anthony Davis, you know, there's not much opposition down there. No, I, and so much gets uh, talked about with his his scoring of late, and for good reason. Like you said, he's been incredible on that end, but he's still the anchor of the defense. And uh, tonight was a perfect example of how much how important he is to the Lakers on that end, and um, especially when they go drop and he's kind of the lone guy back there trying to contest shots at the rim. Tonight it was guys like Bryant, like you mentioned. Um, LeBron was in a lot of those those actions tonight uh, with guarding the the Cleveland bigs and kind of having to contest the guards at the same time. So yeah, he's just as important to the defense as he is to the offense for the Lakers. And um, what'd you think about the guys who filled in for him tonight though? Like Thomas Bryant and Damian Jones, you mentioned them. How do you, how do you think they fared uh, trying to fill his shoes? I mean, nobody could fill his shoes. Thomas Bryant did really good. uh, At least on the offensive end. Mm -hmm. Um, Damian Jones. I mean, he's, do you feel like he's kind of playing himself out of the rotation? So I actually thought like for a guy who hasn't, pl- I don't know when's la- when the last time he's actually played, um, but for a guy who hasn't played in a while and against, you know, really tough front court, I thought he had moments. I thought he, he kind of helped that late third quarter run after the, I think Cleveland like was up nine and I thought the game was about to be over there, but the mm-hmm. Lakers made a run to kind of take the lead back and he was out there. He, he was one of the guys who helped create second chances. So like they did their best. And I thought Thomas Bryant, like you said, offensively, I thought he was really useful tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they need some type of defensive, like um, reinforcements <clears throat> back there because those two guys aren't, aren't really going to do that. Like a miles Turner. The, 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 I was thinking about this during the game. Like these are the types of games where you can kind of point to, um, that having an extra center or having a, a, another big next AD would help because if for any reason AD is not available, uh, I don't know how many games Lakers can win at all. Um, so having another big, like a miles Turner, for example, would be useful even, even when AD is available. And I think we both agreed that even when Anthony Davis is healthy, it takes monster performances from him and LeBron for the Lakers to win. So when you take him out of the rotation, it's yeah, they need someone else to not only give you defensive support, but the offense. He's been the top scorer on the team. Like they need someone else to come in and contribute. 
Obviously, it's not going to come from Kendrick Nunn. It's not going to come from Patrick Beverly. It's not going to come in from those guys who you or who we were all expecting a lot more from coming into the season. So I think as we inch closer to that December 15th made-up deadline, maybe not so made-up deadline, I think the Lakers will do something. I, I've, I've come around, I, I think last week or two weeks ago, I said they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. I think they've played themselves into a situation where now they... They really have to do something. I, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not going to rehash the Miles buddy thing again, but I think they have to go out and they have to make a move because they can be competitive enough. They've shown you when healthy, they can be competitive enough to fight for a play-in tournament, but they need help because if they don't get monster performances from Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they're not going to win a game or it's going to be very, really, really difficult for them to win a game to, to yeah. your point. So I think that's kind of where we're at right now with the Lakers. Yeah, like we're we're gonna look at the final result or the or the scoreboard tonight and say, oh well, they lost in Cleveland. Like, but I, I thought it was super competitive. I thought again they had the lead there a few times in in the mm-hmm. late third quarter. I think they in tied the fourth, it. In the fourth, they were tied. Yeah, so they were super competitive against a really really good Cleveland team um, without Anthony Davis. And I think they when they also shot like sixteen percent from three tonight. Like they had a lot of things going against them, and they still were really competitive against a good team. And it just shows like they're not too far away from being like, I'm not saying like title favorites or anything like that, but they're not too far away from being like a solid, good playoff team. And if you have a guy like Anthony Davis playing like the way he is, you have to reward him and, and his, like his play by giving him some help out there. So tonight was another good example of like the importance of just having like one or two more guys. They are, um, two games behind a play-in spot. And I'm not doing playoff watch right now, but I'm just kind of elevating your point of where they could be. They are two games away, two games behind a play-in spot, and just three games away from a six seed. Yeah. The the West is very open right now. Yeah. No one is running away with this thing. The Golden State Warriors are 10th place right now. The Dallas Mavericks are ninth place right now. You have Utah that's come back down to earth. The Trailblazers who have been hurt. The Clippers, who are who knows what they are, if they have Kawhi, <laughs> if they don't have Kawhi. The Sacramento Kings are in fifth place right now. The Sacramento Kings are in fifth place right now. I re- repeat myself. The New Orleans Pelicans are the two seed right now. So if you would have put a gun to someone's head, they they would not have guessed this ever, ever, What was what's happening in the Western Conference. So to your point, and I guess kind of what I brought up, they're going to do something. Because even with at a 10 and 13 record, yeah, you're the third worst team in the West, but you're three games out of the sixth seed. Yeah, and I, I, I'm looking at the loss column. Like I have been looking at it. Like there's so many teams with like 11, 12 yeah. losses. Like yeah. it's not just the Lakers, and, and you know the Lakers don't have a good record or anything. But just like looking at the caliber player Anthony Davis is, and LeBron is showing to you know kind of working himself back into game shape, and they've been getting contributions from their role guys. Like Lonnie Walker up until tonight has been great. Like they have guys and they have the guys like in AD and LeBron to, to really put them in that conversation with the, with the Western conference. Like you said, it's wide open. Like if you're not going to make a trade um, with this group, with these two guys, I, I don't think you're ever going to make a trade. Yeah. And I think you have to, because you, you have LeBron James on your team. The guy's not, you know, he's not in his prime. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, look at, and I, I bring this up again. You look at the six seed Clippers. You talk about losses, eleven losses. Mm. Lakers have thirteen. They're right there. And the Clippers had a win in Charlotte yesterday on a Kawhi game winner. 
Like they were this yeah. close to having 12 losses too. Right. Right. So they're, you know, the Western conference is open because going back to tonight, it, this reared its ugly head again, the three point shooting, you know, mm-hmm. you brought it up 16%, six of 36 from the three point. I started off the show by saying, if you make three more of the endless amount of wide open threes that you had tonight, you are in this game and they just could not do it. It, it was so reminiscent of the yeah. first games of the season today. There was so much wide open mysteries, effort at least. But today, you know, there was Austin Reeves had a really bad game today. You know, um, Pe- Beverly has just been just a ghost. He hit one three and then he got in the Cavs bench face. And you're like, oh, are we good? finally about to see a little? No, that was the only three he made. <laughs> it was the only shot he made. Kendrick Nunn is getting, you know, washed minutes. I don't, I forget. I, I'm missing the, like, they're just, he's just getting the minutes where it's already over. I don't know why JTA is not playing. I mean, is he just not healthy? Did he, because I felt like he was positively contributing before his injury. Yeah, I think Wenyan kind of took his spot, or at least, you know what it is? I think all the guards became healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's just magnifying the issue with the roster. There's just too many guards. There's, yeah. Too many small guards. There's too many guards who can't shoot. It's it's rich for a, for a trade. Like you need to trade out two guards or a combo of guards for any other type of position. And like you said, like if they would have just made a couple more threes, how many times did we say that? Just the first ten games of the, of yeah. the season, it was every yeah. podcast we did. All if they the would hit one more three, they would have won a game. Mm-hmm. Like again, I, I just hope this is an outlier. And like their recent uptick in three point shooting is kind of more what their actual ability shows because they've been about I think like thirty six percent since the start of November, which is about right. Like mm-hmm. it's an average three point shooting team. They're not a sixteen percent three point shooting team. Yeah, I said they were like the first week. <laughs> I remember <laughs> no, being on your. That I remember being on your like I, I don't know if they are better than a nineteen percent twenty percent, and you were like no team's that bad, and I was like Alex, it's right in front of you. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're shooting on the season. I'm sure I could easily look that up right now. But yeah, today, today was they were just so obvious today. I think that was the that was the problem. You know, it was because they were so open. And, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, they're shooting 33 on the season. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe they weren't a 19 percent three point team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, Alex, since we last spoke. Because obviously there's going to be a lot of stuff on the on the podcast channel tonight, so we don't have to f- strictly focus on tonight's game. Looking ahead, obviously back to back, they're in Detroit tomorrow, like you said. Um, but or in Toronto, excuse me. An overall picture of what you've seen in the last call it ten to twelve games. Obviously, when you look at the schedule, and it starts off with that Brooklyn win. You know, there's a lot of W's on there. There's only three losses. A lot of a lot of W's, a lot of bad teams they played. Obviously, we we addressed that. But did that win against Milwaukee, the win against you know how they performed today without AD until the fourth quarter, did that stuff kind of? And I, obviously, they blew a massive lead to Indiana. But yeah, what you've seen in let's say the last you know three weeks overall assessment good like it's it's basically it's building off of because like they yeah they started two and ten but like a majority of those games were really close like that that record i don't think like spoke of what their true ability was as a team there were so many games there where they blew leads they lost um they just lost because they couldn't hit a couple more threes there was enough times there to show that 
this team, there's something there if they can just figure it out. And these last 10 games, I think we finally are kind of seeing what that looks like. And when guys are healthy and obviously AD has been out of this world and that helps, but I, I think it's just a, maybe a closer, like they're probably somewhere in between that start and these last 10 games. And that's still a pretty solid team. So but, 500 um, team. Yeah. And which is way better than what they are now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I'm, I'm coming away encouraged. Uh, I think they're, it's not a lost season anymore than like a lot of people thought, like chalked it up to be early on. I think they, they play hard every night and that's always a great baseline to have, but I still think the roster is just imbalanced. Yeah. And I think that's just going to continue to hurt them. If uh, once they get farther into the season, uh, the Lakers say Davis has a non COVID illness. Okay. AD had a fever during the day leading up to tip off. Darvin Ham says Davis is the only player on the team currently with a flu. So, Lock him up, leave him in Cleveland. Do not bring him to Detroit. Don't infect this team right now. Only if you get Pat Bev or Kendrick Nunn, then everybody else you'll be, you know, keep them away. And I'm making a joke, obviously. Everybody stay healthy. So non-COVID illness, that's good news. So there shouldn't, I mean, we don't know, but there should hopefully not be an extended absence for Anthony Davis. We'll see his status about tomorrow, later. And it always is funny right now because AD is AD and LeBron is old. That every game we're like, are they playing? Every, you know, you got to check Twitter every day. Wait, are they playing? Do they have a lag, a nagging injury? Because I, I feel like every game they've been probable, questionable, questionable, They're probable. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, but mm. I think that's the life that you chose when you got thirty some year. I always forget how LeBron is, and uh, and Anthony Davis on your team. Those that's kind of the life we live. Um, so going to your point, they are not as bad as they were in the beginning. They're likely not as good as they have been playing lately. We kind of agree that they're around a 500 team. So doesn't that like just tell Palinka he has to do something? I mean, I just like feel like this team is incomplete right now. That's why I keep bringing it up. Yeah. It's not that I want to harp on Palinka or harp on how bad Pat Bev has been or how bad useless Kendrick Nunn has been. I don't want to like harp on it just to harp on it. I just feel like the team feels incomplete. It feels like a constructed roster that's not constructed properly, and everybody knows that, and I feel like the front office has to know that. And until we complete the roster, then we don't really know what this team is. Yeah, and I actually think they can be a better than a 500 team. Like, they're not too far away. Obviously, a lot depends on how they do against these these teams coming up. But, yeah, like, they've shown enough fight, enough skill, enough having the two guys show that they can still be those two guys that, uh, yeah, they could be, you know, they can really scare some teams, especially in a playoff series. But again, like you said, like it all depends if they kind of fix this roster because as it currently stands, it does feel like a work in progress. Like it's super unbalanced. There's too many guards, not enough enough guys can play. Um, They all have the same kind of deficiencies out there. Like I, I wrote about this, but when you have like, a multi-guard lineup of Dennis, Bev, and Russ. Those are three guys who kind of all can't shoot. Yeah, you know they're all small. Sometimes they have defensive lapses. Like there's too much redundancy in their strengths and and weaknesses that you kind of need to swap some guys out for a different position. Maybe more shooting. Like Rob sees this. And like the front office is it dumb? Like fans like to call them dumb and they like to critique them, but they you know, they know what, 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 you know, what needs to be addressed, but 
it goes down to are they willing to sacrifice but future assets they? to kind of do that but do they and like if if you or i can can see it i'm sure someone in that front office can see it as well what leads you to believe that's an accurate <laughs> statement that what that that's an accurate statement i mean like just general basketball knowledge they have to have like there's a prerequisite like thing you have to have to work in a front office maybe i mean okay so like obviously the i'm playing devil's happen. advocate here because uh, i really genuinely believe no. that there's a lot of people that disagree with you right now so yeah like that they they're have, completely they the best track record. I, I think that there is a percentage of a fan base for the lakers that genuinely think this lakers front office is completely incompetent so yeah i mean their, their track record isn't the greatest they've also won a title They've also hit on a lot of guys. They, they, I'm not saying they're the most savvy. They also let a lot of those guys walk for nothing. Mm -hmm. Their trades aren't the best. They also have no idea what they're doing with like the cap. They also have really no, like the, you know, the whole thing with Reeves and his contract and what the same thing happened with Caruso and his contract. Like they put themselves in corners all the time. They're like, oh, that's a thing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling you that sometimes this front office makes it seem like they're figuring it out on the fly. I, I like think there isn't a, yeah. there isn't a real plan. I'm more frustrated with their approach this season where in where like they've given the team, like you have to show us you're this before we uh, provide you with the necessary support. And that's, which that's is why I just shitty, said like, you know? Yeah. And that's why I just said they're flying by the seat of their pants. There is no real plan. Here. When you come into a season, and you're like, prove to me what you are. That's not a yeah. plan. You should have established a team with confidence going into the season that this is who we are. Mm. This is what we are. Let's go do it. But when you throw 20 guards together on a team and Anthony Davis, that's not really a plan. Oh, yeah. I'm not defending their the roster they put together. Yeah. I, like, I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying like they're they're below average at this point in terms of what they've done. It's just, yeah. I, I think they are aware of the moves they can do to help this team. I just don't think they're willing to do them as of this point. And another, that, that makes them maybe even worse. Didn't mean to cut you off, but I another example of, are we sure they know what they're doing? Regular season Rondo. Me and you yelled, and the entire Lakers fan base yelled about, why are they playing Rondo so damn much? For about a year and a half, and then playoff Rondo vindicated them. But still, last year, I mean, there was so many questions about what what are we doing here? And then the, obviously the injury. I just think that there's a lot of things to the public that don't make sense that the Lakers do. Like, like it, it's not. It's almost like it's not a when you say and I say, show me what you are, and then players go out there like Reeves when he's starting and they show you what he are and you bench him for Pat Beverly who shows you what he is like what are we doing so who's making that call is this a Darvin Ham call or is this a front office call and I am still of the belief that there's no way I think there's no way that this Lakers front office gave Darvin Ham so much more control than Frank Vogel I still think the front office calls the shots I don't know. Like, obviously we can't say one way or the other. Um, I, I just to that Pat bad point, I, I totally dislike the starting lineup that they've gone to. I know they, they blew out or 
They played really well against Washington and they were competitive tonight. But again, I, I don't like playing Bev, Dennis, Lonnie Walker. Like yeah. Walker is a wing, sure. But having Dennis and Bev in the backcourt makes no sense. It's tough. And um, again, it'd be nice to kind of swap out some of these guards so Darvinham doesn't have that itch to kind of do that, right? <laughs> don't get, yeah. If he is, if you're letting him do these things, then don't one way you can kind of prevent that without stepping on his toes is to kind of don't give him all this optionality of having all these guards um, to do it. And that's a part front office problem. And that's a part Darwin hand problem. Yeah. And listen, there isn't really a reason why, I mean, Russell Westbrook is a, is a bench player now, but he plays like starter minutes. So even that, you know, people, we want to applaud the Lakers for actually making that move, but he plays, he's closing out games again, you know, like he's, which he's, it's fine. He's been playing, he's been playing fine. Mm-hmm. I saw, did I see our, did I see some, some tweets about how Russell Westbrook has played himself into the Lakers extending him? Did you see these? I think Jacob and Anthony were like replying to a bunch of tweets either yesterday or yeah, they had to be yesterday. People really believe that Russell Westbrook played himself into an extension with the Lakers. Um, or are those de- <laughs> Russian bots? <laughs> um, he's definitely played well. I'll say that. Um, he's definitely accepted a role. He's definitely like games like tonight show the value of having a Russell Westbrook. Like you sometimes need a guard who can just get downhill through sheer force and like be aggressive against two giants in the paint. Westbrook always will be able to do that or at least yeah. try to do that. But in terms of extending him, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's likely. Yeah. Uh, full circle back to the whole front office being competent thing. Um, you know, it just, it's, it's, it's just been a really, and, and by the way, I kind of, I, I agree with you, Alex. Like I don't, I'm not, I was just trying to play the other role because I do see that. I do see tweets. I do see reaction to the front office. There's people you that might think, be in the majority, honestly, honestly but when I see out there, you're like, yeah. you're a, you, you defending them or just playing devil's advocate. I don't think it's totally out of the, the realm of how people feel. Yeah. I think that that there's a loud section of the fan base and executives and people who cover the team who feel that way. You know what it is? It's this flip-flop of we're not going to trade. We are going to trade. We're going to wait this then. Or we're going to wait. What if we're this bad? Yeah. What if we're this good? And it's legitimate leaks like from a bunch of sources. This isn't just one dude, you know, talking out of his ass. This is a bunch of credible reporters that are clearly talking to someone in the Lakers front office and they're like, yeah, we're going to, it's, it, it, there's just no plan. It, it just seems like they're just throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks, you know? And I, I hate that expression, but it also, it's very accurate right now. Like, let's just see what happens. You know, uh, the latest report from Eric Pincus today, due to the recent surge of Anthony Davis's play, uh, the Lakers are more likely to make a trade Rather than the alternative, going for it, this is from Eric Finkus, going for it this season is more of an option with Davis playing this well. Picks and future cap space be damned. So yeah. this just that's just kind of goes along to what I'm saying and what I see, the same as you, what I see out in social media. I think the fan base is really, really, really tired of what the what the, this front office, what they have done going into this season and have now leaked into almost midway through the season. Completely. And like, um, it goes back to that argument that, or not argument, that's that, that topic we talked about. Like there's a tough schedule coming up. 
I know they want to wait till December 15th. Is that that the latest date they kind of have circled on their calendar when players who were signed in the offseason can be traded? But you're you might be without AD coming up. You even if you get him back, you would it'd be nice to have some more quality players around them to to have in a, in a tough stretch here before uh, you make that call or you figure out if they're worthy of making a trade for or not. But whatever, whatever. we're going to wait till December 15th seems like, but um, have you heard the latest rumor that uh, it might not be a rust trade that they're kind of leaning toward now, but maybe a smaller trade in like packaging Pat Bev, like we talked about Kendrick Mm -hmm. Nunn, and maybe one of those first and see what we can get with that package. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about it last week too. Um, which is, what do you think about that route? What, what do you think about going for a smaller move, but you know, packaging it with the first round pick that's still valuable and, and mm-hmm. that duo can get you up to like, like 20 million of, of, of a, of a player coming back, which is quality. And then maybe trading Russ with the first for something else. Um, yeah, I, listen, I'm not married to a specific trade. I mm-hmm. think in the off season we had our options. I think the miles buddy one solves a lot of issues. Whether you think it's worth it for you know half a season of miles, that's the that's another question. Um, so, sure, if you, but the question is, what do you bring back? It's better be a, like not another guard. Like, oh give me a God. give me a shooter, you know, <laughs> give me a shooter, give me give me a a better big man than Damian Jones. Give me some length on defense. Give me someone that could help yeah. Anthony Davis on defense. Give me, you know, someone that's better than than whatever Kendrick Nunn is right now. So. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I think like I started. They have to do something. Yeah, and I'm not set on Miles and Buddy. What about you? Yeah, no. I and honestly, the more time passes, the more that that trade continues to be discussed about, the less likely I think it happens. Like I don't remember the last time a trade has just been this talked about and actually happens. Mm-hmm. Eventually, neither side is going to want to look like they lost that, that negotiating process. And I think that's, what's going to happen between the Lakers and Indy. I, I probably think it's more likely to make it a trade somewhere else. Um, and Indiana tries to extend miles Turner instead of trading him or something. But yeah, like I'm totally fine with a smaller trade. If it brings back a, a player that will help and it doesn't even have to be like this star, right? right. I think just having a, a, a starting caliber type player would, would do wonders for this team. Yeah, I don't even think Miles and Buddy are classified as stars either. I just think that, yeah, we don't need a Kyrie Irving. You know, you don't need that. And I, I, I say that just as like, because that was a, a rumor. I just mean like, you don't need that level of name coming back. You just need to fill holes. You know, you have to fill the holes that you have. And, you know, games like tonight, the holes got a lot bigger. You see them. You see them more clearly when you don't have Anthony Davis scoring yeah. 50 points a game. Mm-hmm. And, and, to your point, hopefully, the front office sees that, and then they go and address that, whether that be December fifteenth, later or sooner. So, yeah, that's a, uh, uh, yeah, that's a lot there, Alex. I, I know that uh, that the you know it's one loss without Anthony Davis, and we might and I might seem like I'm going kind of hard on it, but I just think that you know one a three game win streak with a win against Milwaukee doesn't solve all your issues. Like the issues are still there. I I think we're just also coming from two people or just the fan base who've seen how hard the Lakers have played, how well they've played. I mean, they've really turned it around. Like they could have that the season could have been tanked already. Like this could have gone sideways right after that two intense stretch, but they, 
they were resilient. You know, they crawled themselves back into a, a place where they're in striking distance of trying to get into that plane or even above. Like you said, I think the six seed is not that far away and, and there's still a ton of games left. So we see that like this team is around there is there if they just can get some extra pieces. So it does kind of add a little more pressure to the front office where um, like they're, they really want to win and you, they kind of have to put them the pieces around them to do so. Also, I think the biggest difference between last year and this year is I don't know if the guys didn't compete as hard as they are this year when they, when they struggle, but I feel like they have just the ability to compete because they're younger (laughs) and you know, it's not Trevor Ariza. It's not Carmel Anthony, like trying to make this, this comeback with effort. Like they have guys that are, some guys that are younger, more athletic that are hungry that can go out and still keep you in games with just effort, which is good to see. And hopefully that continues because, hey, it's not even Christmas yet, so plenty of season to go. Uh, Alex, at Toronto tomorrow, at Philly on Friday, versus or at Detroit on Sunday, and versus Boston on Tuesday. We will be on late night Tuesday. What do you think, my friend? Four more games in another week. Um, This is tough. Yeah, I mean, it, it all obviously it all depends on AD because, like, yeah. even tomorrow, I, I know Toronto doesn't have like a this crazy powerful center or anything like that. But like I said, they're nothing. It, the whole roster is composed of nothing but length. And then you have a matchup with Embiid. Like, God forbid, no AD that game. Who's going to guard Embiid for forty eight minutes? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'd be great to go two and two again. Um. I, I think as long as oh, you go the confidence, the confidence oozing out of you right now. It, those are tough games with AD, without AD. Like they're playing yeah. Boston, who is probably the best team in the NBA right now. Um, if Embiid plays or if he doesn't play, that's still quality Philadelphia team. Yeah. Toronto's in the playoff race. They're always always good and they're really good at home. By the way, like that's a really good home team. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough little stretch here. So I, as long as they go five hundred, I'd I'd be cool with it. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Toronto 500, Philly 500, Detroit awful, Boston really good. I, I could see them winning too. I don't know. I don't think they win tomorrow if AD doesn't play. Uh, I I don't know if he'll play. Um, Detroit they better win that game. And yeah. then Boston, Boston, you yeah. I don't I don't. Yeah, they're they're so good. They're twenty and five right now. But yeah, I think two and two would be great. I don't know if they'll do it because that's all predicated on what happens with Anthony Davis. Let me refresh Twitter to see if anything else has come up. In the last uh, ten minutes, um, so yeah, I uh, I don't I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, Alex, uh, any 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 uh, final parting thoughts on Trey Turner going to the Phillies? Oh, caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> holy shit, that contract though, right? Yeah, like, dude, got paid a lot yeah. of years too. Um, no, no, I mean he was an awesome player to watch. Man, he was fun. Like. Hell- he- yeah, Turner gone, Bellinger gone, oh, Haney gone. gone. I think Kershaw's another pitch. back. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> He's that's the sole yeah. team. Back. Anderson's gone. Yeah. Did you um uh, before we head out and mm-hmm. we're talking about baseball? Did you see the Aaron Judge tweet that Airways talking about tonight? No. So the typo. So there was uh, I think it was John Heyman, and he tweeted out uh, arson judge. Oh, um, likely headed to the Giants <laughs> and everybody's photoshopping Aaron judge in front of fires. Yeah, <laughs> I did not see that. I did see Heyman retract that tweet already. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's like 50% on his stuff. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not a Woj bomb kind of guy. He tries to be though. Yeah. Arson interesting judge. Interesting baseball season, man. I wouldn't be surprised. Like the, the NL West is going to go through a little shift right now. I, yeah. It feels like it's going through a shift right now, but the Dodgers have endless amount of money. So we should probably just throw it at it eventually. Um, all right. At Alex M. Regla on Twitter. You wrote a notebook yesterday. Go check that out. Silverscreenroll.com. Uh, I'm at Alex Padilla 86. We, oh, Detroit. They played today too. And they were in Miami. So they got to fly further than the Lakers do to get home. So well, they play yeah. Toronto tomorrow. Oh, man, why do I keep confusing that? What's the matter with it's me? It's wishful thinking. You wish they played Detroit tomorrow. Yeah. That'd be easier, right? Zach keeps messing with me. All right, never mind. All right. <laughs> Lakers, Pistons, tomorrow night. Follow silverscreenroll.com, and uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Peace.